Now then, welcome. Thank you for downloading or streaming this podcast. Please be advised: this podcast contains strong language, banter of a sexual or racial nature that some viewers may find offensive. If you are easily offended, please do not listen to this podcast. Spank your. This podcast does not have a sponsor. If you would like to sponsor the show, please get in contact with us. Well, me specifically. Get in contact via Twitter, the Fox What What, T H E F O X W O T W O T, or drop us an email, foxmacaber at sky dot com. That is F O X M A K E B A at S K Y. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is because a I don't get out the house much, and b it builds my self confidence. So every time you guys send a donation or an affiliate or or buy something via the affiliate link, as cheesy as it sounds, you really are making my days that bit brighter. To see how you can help the show. Simply check the show's show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Do you like the new intro? It's professional, isn't it? Ta! And I go and fuck it up by doing something like that. Salavi. Anyway, this is the Evan McCabe podcast episode number. Hashtag Aspie Brain. Because I actually had to look what fucking episode number this is. Um. It's so crazy. I mean, one minute I'm fine, the next minute I just completely forget shit. It's episode eight, by the way. By the way, did I tell? Evening, Squire. the closest thing I can get to mocha. I'm not 100% sure. Um, did I put coffee in here? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, <laughs> hello there. I'm Evan McCaber. You might, you might remember me from such shows as... Well, actually, unless you're in workshop, there's very few things that you've seen me in, but you're about to. Um, actually, to be fair, I, I, I always sell myself so short on the show. So short. And I'm I'm on a coffee buzz, and um, I thought, fuck it, I think I'll just start recording. So in the background is me making a cup of coffee. Um, so yeah, I make cups of coffee now with milk, chocolate spread, 
and obviously coffee itself. I would use the coffee machine, but I can't be bothered to, um, oh no, wait, I haven't actually got any coffee thingamajobbies. So, um, I was actually, um, I was actually on Twitch, and then I got uh, banned for cursing too much, um, which is okay. Um, I think it was just like new mods in and they wasn't familiar. But to be fair, actually, there was a lot of cursing before and the and the, the, the the stream got a bit crowded and then like yeah, everyone calmed down, but I didn't. There's always one guy that goes that too far, that goes far too far. And it's normally me. So, you know, admin, I'm, if, um, modders, I doubt that you are listening, but if you are, it's okay, you know, um, I understand you have a job to do and you have to, you know, make people, uh, make the stream and chat non-toxic for those who are not familiar with the stream and uh, don't want to be scared off by trolls. I completely understand. So, um, I tell you what, um, next time I'm in the chat room, I'll acknowledge you and then I shall, um, I'll get a razor blade, I'll find out where you live and I'll chop your fucking ear off! Do you understand me, you little fucking cunt? I fucking dare you! How dare you try to disrespect me! You disrespect me, you motherfucker! I will find out where you live, I'll cut off your ear and I'll teabag it! I will teabag your ear with my left nuts! Do you understand me? My left nuts! And scene. <laughs> no, but really, I will murder you. Um, so, yeah, um, first off, right, um, for those who are not familiar with my humour, I have to apologise for last week's episode, that was hella late, like, fucking ridiculously late, it's probably the latest I've ever done, uh, an episode, and, um, I don't, I can't remember what the reason was, and I can't be bothered to refer back to the episode, um, shit, episode eight, that's crazy, episode eight, um, is that Baker's Dozen? Is Baker's Dozen 8, 12 or 16? I never can remember. But, um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so right off the bat, I'm going to be honest with you guys, as I always am on this show. Um, today, I mean, I think I know what it is now. I think it's because I eat too late and it fucks my body up. Well, it used to not fuck my body up, but I think the later I eat, um, the more there's a chance of me uh, spending ridiculous hours in bed. I'm desperately trying to work out how I can combat, that's nice, how I can combat oversleeping, um, anxiety, and trying to meet people, and all that good stuff. Um, so... Um, I was going to make this a feature, but to be honest with you, I don't know what to say. Um, you might have seen on my, uh, on my Facebook fan page, um, me post a video up about, um, cosplay. Um, now as someone who, who, who enjoys anime, although I don't have that many great shows that I like. I like, uh, Attack on Titan, A World Only God Knows, um... It's pretty much it. Pretty much it. Pretty much it. Actually, but um, as said on the show before, my my taste for um, franchises and um, t uh, and shows in general 
is quite mutually exclusive uh, to sex and violence, as quoted, uh, as seen in previous uh, titles that I've just mentioned. So, um, but it has to have a certain je ne sais quoi. Yes, so, um, and those two shows in particular have that. Um, so what, I, what I'm thinking of doing is researching how to cosplay, see if I can do it for cheap and just um, do a couple of shows from the cosplay. Now, when I have an idea like this, the, rat the ratio of me executing that is 100% so far on this show. I told you guys I was going to do a, a wrestling special and have a host on, and I executed it. We had we had Dazzy from um, uh, Max Res uh, Wrestling Magazine. As always, I will I will if I remember, um, I will post the link in the description and also Twitter. Let him know you are a fan of the show. You you heard the episode and give him a little hello because as well as this show being called the Evan McCabe podcast, it's also about connecting and finding people with similar links. So we, so we all don't feel alone. Um, this is why, this is why last week on the show, I said, listen, if you're in Manchester or if you're traveling to Manchester, check out the link in the description, join the group and let's go out and let's, let's fight the anxiety and let's fight the depression together. And then I can hang out the back of you. Um, no, I didn't say that. But, you know, if, if you're a good looking woman, that can be arranged. Mm. I didn't mean to um, pause then because that sounded quite creepy. Um, you, if you're a good looking woman, I hang out the back of you. <laughs> it's not a problem because I like that. <laughs> you're like that. And if you don't like that, <laughs> um, have this drink. Yeah, have this drink. It's nice. Yeah, you like the drink, yeah? Yeah, lay down. Lay down. I love you. Okay. Um, I'm just, I think, another reason why I'm podcasting right now, right this instant, is because, like I said, I was, I've been watching broadcasts on Twitch. I've also been, um, if you want, I can post you a link of my favorite um, Twitches. <laughs> my favorite Twitches. <laughs> uh, um, my favorite Twitches in the description. Um, another reason why I'm posting. Yeah, so Twitch, Twitch, and um, finding out about Lerp. Is it called Lerp? L A R P. Um, Lerping. Um, so I thought. Rather than, I don't know, I just wanted to um, try and explore that while I have this ridiculous energy. Um, but the problem is this energy now is, this is my third cup of coffee, my third cup of coffee. And um, I, ca I, can't, I can't keep still. I'm pacing up and down again. Um, thankfully the washing machine is not on. But a come down is certainly coming, because <sighs> usually it does. Um, I had, I had inverted comments, comment, uh, comments, um, brackets, 
breakfast about two, three hours ago. So around about midnight, I think I should have something to eat and then just not eat anything until, well, until the next day. Um, also, um, I try to uh, have a shout out for people. Like I, like I said, I did, put, I did say I would, we would talk about Fifty Shades. And as my prediction went, it is still dominating the news. It is still uh, very much um, in the public eye. Hearing that the um, the lead actor is considering walking away from the, the far, uh, franchise because his wife has a problem with it. <laughs> as an actor, you cannot do these kind of roles and not expect some kind of physical, psych psychological or emotional backlash from it. It's, it's, I think, I think people don't realize how much performing arts takes out of you and how much you need to prepare for each project before and after it. Um, I remember there were some projects that would just leave me so fucking exhausted. Um, in, even in, in the rehearsal, I would just get home. I'll just have a McDonald's. I'd watch a film and I'd go to bed. Um, or I would do as little as possible. Um, but it's all about, um, but in that case, it's all about who you work with and how intense they are. Because um, a lot of people think that there's a lot of actors, uh, sorry, there's a lot of directors out there that start from six and they don't finish until nine at night. And that's cool. For some people, but for actors like me, I, I can, I feel like I can work in like rapid, uh, rapid bursts. I get this energy and it lasts for a certain period of time. But if you burn that energy off, it's hard. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's been about eight months since, I, since I've had any work and that's, that's on me. It's not, not because I've not, um, hang on, more coffee time. It's not because I've been auditioning and people have been saying no. It's not because projects have fallen flat. It's simply because I I have to sort of get myself in a position to, to audition and to do work. Uh, for example, uh, yesterday I was looking about um, part-time work for bar staff. Um, and I was also look, looking at projects but I'd like to do uh, voice acting projects, uh, projects. Um, and then I started looking and then I got a bit anxious and then I just stopped looking. Um, so I think with the whole Jamie, what's his name? Jamie Durant? With the whole Jamie Durant thing, He he knew what he was signing up for. If anything, he, I think he's, if he wasn't as hardcore as the actual Mr. Gray is in the book, he should have an understanding what he signed up for. It's not, the thing is with Fifty Shades of Grey is if you've read the book, you realize that it's not just a dominance. It's not just, um, it's not just the relationship. There are so many other elements. Um, one of the, 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 the director said, um, it's also a story of uh, a, a journey uh, from um, from 
young girl into woman, womanhood, woman, womanhood, and um, also um, the fact that Christian is is has been emotionally. He's had things done to him. He's experienced. He's experienced things in his life that that could easily break people. Now I've only read the first book, and about and um, a period in the second book where they have sex again. Um, but other than that, I haven't. Um, but other than that, I, 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 um, I'm not hundred percent sure what that, what the depths of um, what Christian went through. Um, by the way, I mean I'm really intrigued to see um, who they cast for um, Christian's ex Dom. Um, that's going to be an interesting casting. Have you read? Have you seen the film? Um, if you've seen the film. Um, Hashtag me, hashtag me, um, or tweet me at the fox what what, uh, and do um, do the um, the hashtags of um, let's say fifty fox, fifty fox because fifty shades, and I'm just going to get a whole stream of non-related items. But if you hashtag it fifty fox, and tell me if you've seen the film, um, and tell me if. Um, if one, if the ex-dom is mentioned in the film, and two, who would you like to see cast in that role? Um, I actually might read the second book just for referencing and just to see how deeply that ex-dom um, um, affects the relationship, uh, affects the, the mentality of Christian. Because it has an effect on him, but I, uh, I want to see how deeply it goes. So, so Jamie's uh, thinking about leaving or is reported to leave because um, of his wife having a problem with this, uh, with this uh, franchise. To, to be honest with you, the whole franchise in itself sounds like it's going through a, a period of crisis. Um, <laughs> but this is, this is what happens. This is what happens. I've said this once. I've said this a million times. Fifty Shades of Grey should be the... Uh, should be the, uh, the 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 fork, the the uh, the lynching stick. I've forgotten what it's called. But if you're doing if you're doing film studies, Fifty Shades should be the reason why Battle Royale, Clockwork Orange, Lord of the Flies, and film films along that kind of controversial kind of manner will never ever ever ever. Get redone, rebooted, um, or even looked at Hollywood in a modern sense. They can, they, they'll. Uh, what I'm sure what they'll do is they will remaster it and you know give it a birthday and all that good stuff. All um, it's kind of frightening that um, Battle Royale is 15 years old. 15 years, shit. Uh, and it's quite it's kind of interesting that we've never I can't remember the last time we had a birthday for Clockwork Orange um why is there no fucking remastered uh, blu-ray 
uh, birthday of that. We have one for Scarface, which I which I find quite interesting, because um, that film also is one of the films that I um, admire in terms of not just storytelling but just developing um, from um, from being a boy and uh, to being a man and trying to and um, in my own way understanding how the world works. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying you know go out and be a fucking drug dealer. What I'm saying is is that. There are certain elements that happen to Scarface in terms of um, injustice, um, uh, um, the friendships, how they come, how they go, um, relationships, all that kind of good stuff. Um, it's it's um, I do believe that that kind of thing it is certainly relatable um, to a lot of characters, not just the fact that he's, you know, this fucking... This drug lord who ha who um, has fucking coke all over his all over his face, but the morality of that character, you know, um, yes, he's this big bad drug lord. But on the other side, but on the on the flip side of that, as a rule, he doesn't he doesn't do off women and children, and that one bit of morality that he had cost him his life and I think that's that's great storytelling because that kind of to me that kind of says that even if you ha well you can you can live by the sword really and that in, in, in more ways than one you can um, you can have these principles of life which you stand by that may be bad but the one time you have this um, this morality thing, you know, it, it could be, it could be for the bad, it could be, it could be for the worse. So I always find that interesting. Um, Christian Grey as a character, I never liked him. I never liked him, but um, maybe this is an Aspie thing. Um, but my favourite part of the book is the emails. I love the emails, the kind of to and from me, because I, I, I hope one day when I find someone interesting enough to stay with me who I don't have to pay uh, a, a money for sex for, you know, I'd love to have those kind of to and froms, those, those kind of like pokey, um, those kind of pokey, pokey fun kind of things. I mean, I'm smiling just thinking about it. Um, a lot of people seem to think that, oh, you know, I'm so rude and I, I go out to shock and all that time, but Another reason why I do these podcasts is to show people who I am in an environment where people don't see it that often. And if you see me online, you'll be forgiven for thinking I'm an internet troll. You would be, but um, there's parts of me that, that does have a morality and does have a side that that can be very loving. Um I'm getting lightheaded now, and I don't know if it's the coffee. Hang on. Turns out it was a mixture of talking too much and the coffee. Um, so what I did is um, I went away for a bit. I, I kind of sat down, had a little drink, had a sit down. And, uh, oh, fuck me. I hate it. I hate yawning. Pisses me off. Like random, I know why I'm yawning, but um, 
so anyway, I um, you know, I kind of went went around, um, you know, did a bit of work, and I decided um, that I was going to um, investigate more um, on LARPing, investigate more in um, in um, blah, 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 cosplay. So what I did, I did um, an SOS on my Twitter. I did a, um, I think I did it on my Facebook as well, but it was a personal Facebook. Um, also did it on Reddit, and um, I got a couple of people. Um, um, I've got a couple of people lined up. The first person you're going to hear is Captain Tips. Now he is a um, he is a larker from uh, who who um, is in conjunction with. Deep Light, which is based in um, um, Milwaukee, um, Milwaukee. I, I've suddenly forgotten how to pronounce that. Um, so yeah, he's um, he's up in there. Um, he's um, he's working for uh, that LARP, and um, they um, you're going to hear how how differently they they uh, they do LARP compared to other people. Um, so I'm really looking forward um, to telling you uh, well you guys to hear that uh the second person as of yet i'm in the I'm, I'm talking to um whether i can get on the show or not um well whether i can get on this episode or not is a bit it's a bit touch and go right now so what i'm gonna do i'm gonna um, off, um i'm gonna try squeeze in the um 50 shades um bit i'm hoping that won't take too long to um to record um, but, um, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, so yeah, no, if I can't fit it in this week, the cosplay, I'll fit it in next week. Um, we can, we can do it like a part, uh, like a two-timer, uh, a two-party, if you will. Um, I think now's a good time to, um reflect no fuck that actually you know what i'm gonna do um i think i'm just gonna go ahead and um do the interview with um captain um trips now and um yeah i hope you guys enjoy it here we go mr trips i am oh shit i forgot let me um grab my notes where are you captain trips also, I'm writing down your name, so because I I'm one of these people that I always forget people's names. Captain Trips, Mr. Trips, welcome finally to the podcast. Um, we are now actually recording. Um, how you doing, sir? That's actually every time someone comes on this show, I always forget to say hello and welcome. How are you? So how are you, good sir? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Cool. Cool. Um, what time is it over there? It is about nine o'clock at night. Nine o'clock at night. Um, thank you very much for um, for coming on the show. Um, uh, for me and um, uh, me asking um, on Reddit and on other places if anybody wanted to be a guest on the show, and you have um, you've answered the call. So uh, many thanks to that. Now. Um, Earlier on, on um, um, before you came on, I was talking about um, uh, doing, um, oh, what's it called? Um, cosplay and, um, is it is it pronounced LARP? Yes. LARP. 
Um, you don't do cosplay. It's LARP that you actually do, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I do. I do a lot of LARP, and my girlfriend's actually really big on cosplay, so I, I make her a decent amount of stuff. Okay, cool. Oh, so you guys design your own costume as well? Yeah, usually, usually it's I, I see her about to buy something on Amazon, and I'm like, no, I, I'm gonna make that save us like the the sixty dollars, you know, things like that. <laughs> that sounds good. Um. So you do, um, also you do a lot of um, tu tutorials on YouTube as well. Yes, I, uh, uh, my, my pride and joy is my uh, Viking shield tutorial. Oh yeah. And I, I kind of developed a new method of creating a realistic uh, shield boss, which is that the metal kind of sphere on the center of shields that you've seen if you've watched uh, Vikings or you know any historical movie where they have those, those round shields. Yeah. What is that? What, so what's the material that you're using uh, to do stuff like that? Um, I, I started out with like Eva foam and something called blue camp pad, which mm -hmm. is basically a uh, when you go camping, you want a foam layer underneath your sleeping bag so that the cold from the ground doesn't go up into your body. And uh, so that's kind of the go-to, but I've, I've kind of advanced where I order my stuff online. I get a big $80 shipment. And then I, I make some weapons, sell it, and then once I've I've made back that eighty dollars, I just make my own fun stuff. That sounds fucking awesome, and I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned uh, you mentioned selling your your stuff uh, because uh, what you are a part of the uh, um, the deep light um, 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 play in the old Woolwich department store in Milwaukee. Are you one of the um, the shop owners in there? Uh, no, my uh, a friend of mine. He owns a uh, it's airsoft field. We just we rented out the, the the basement of the shopping mall. Okay. So we just have a huge area, and we built kind of a fake little city down there. <laughs> it's so and, impressive. Know, Monday through Friday, they shoot each other with little toy guns, and then Radical. once a month we rent it out from him, and we do our own little event down there where we dress it up make it look like a uh, underground drow city you um uh, was it um we uh, do you run the uh, the facebook group because i i noticed it um dungeon uh, crawl and i was instantly um interested in that because um i'm more of a skyrim guy, guy than um um, obliv um obliviation or whatever the other one was called before my mind's just suddenly gone dead but like i really enjoyed the dungeon crawling in that um, so yeah, no, um, um, do you run this, uh, do you run that Facebook, uh, um, page? I, I help run the Facebook page. I'm not the actual admin of the page, but mm. I, I talk to the guy and, you know, we have meetings about once a week and cool, but, uh, yeah, I, I help run the group and uh, our dungeon crawls are actually, they're, they're a blast because most, most LARPs are outdoor events. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. You, you drive out to whatever park you go. Everyone meets in the parking lot. And you kind of you walk down the trail, and maybe there'll be three guys as bandits that you'll fight through, and you'll <laughs> keep walking down the trail. But you know, sometimes you'll just you'll miss things because you'll decide to take the right fork in the path instead of the left, and you know you'll miss your your three guys as bandits. But nice. the, the smaller room for the indoor, it's it's like okay, at six o'clock, you're gonna come through here. You're going to open the door, we're going to push you into the dungeon, and you're going to have a scenario that you have to fight your way through, problem solve, things like that. 
So it's a it's a completely different experience than outdoor LARPing. It's a little more intense. It's not as much walking, but it's it's still a lot of fun. Oh no, but it's very. I can imagine it being very atmospheric. To me, um, when I was looking at the Facebook page, that was one of the things that drew me in. Um, I, um, as as I said in the Reddit, that um, I'm an Aspie, so um, hopefully you were uh, familiar with the term hyper interest. So um, this morning, <laughs> this morning I I, um, I started um, reading about LARPing, and it's taken three o'clock in the morning to to um, to get an interview of yourself to to talk about it. But that was one of the things that really interested me. Um, about your LARP because everything I've seen about LARPing is is outdoors so no man that's that's all good um oh shit I was gonna say something oh yeah no uh, going going back to you being a, a a store owner um um in this LARP how do, how does the um how does the sh how do the shops work um in the LARPs that you do in terms of currency and obviously, um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay, uh, so my system is basically everything. Everything you use breaks down over time. Your your armor gets hit, mm. and you know it loses an armor points. And when it hits zero, you can't wear it anymore. And um, as opposed to just getting, you know, skills for magic and fighting, you can also get skills as as merchants to repair things. Okay. Um, so you usually have a, a little shop set up in the in the main area, and then people are off doing uh, the dungeon crawls in separate rooms. And sometimes we'll have stage events in the in the market town or whatever. Hmm. But um, yeah. So you know you'll have people come over and they'll they'll barter with you for. Um, we use a uh, we use gold coins. We use gold coins in uh, all the outdoor events, hmm. but. Because we're the underground kind of drow city, we wanted to get away from that. Okay. So we kind of invented our own like crazy complex currency that <laughs> like Bitcoin. we didn't actually give the players transactions to, which makes it a lot of fun because mm. you can you can just mindlessly scam people for <laughs> for their money, you know, or they they have a red gem and they don't know how much it's worth, so maybe they're Maybe you're getting ripped off. Maybe they're getting ripped off, but it's a lot of fun. And then we also we also sell, uh, you know, people make, uh, like I make my shields, and we have a guy who makes like leather shoes. We have people that make armor. We have people make weapons, things like that. And that that stuff's all done with uh, real world money. Real world money yeah. sold in the events. Oh, you mean? Um, sorry, could you say that last bit again? A lot of it's sold in the events. Uh, that you know we. You don't get to keep it. No, no, no. Uh, well, if it's purchased with real world money, yes. And then some stuff is sold in game, like people sell food, or if it's just you know smaller arts and crafts projects. Okay. But yeah. That's that brings me to another question, actually. Um, I would uh, so everything is um. Is in keeping with um, oh, where's my notes? Medieval, medieval um, uh, role play. So um, I've seen a couple of um, of LARP videos where um, it's not exactly keeping in 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 tune with the medieval thing. I mean, I've seen bacon baps. So what do you guys do in terms of food? Is it is it true to the um, there's 
there's kinds of different schools of thought. Like some people, they they want to stick to the medieval cooking, and you know if that's if that's fun for you to make food like that, and you know you're giving it away, like yeah, I'm gonna eat that. It can't be easy though. Yeah. Oh well, well, a lot of it doesn't doesn't taste great. You know, it's not that hard <laughs> to cook, but you know they they didn't have access to a lot of the the spices, the things we have now. So sure. It doesn't it doesn't really taste good to a modern palate. But um, personally, I just try and distance myself, like. Like, say I want to eat crackers in events. Instead of eating, like, Ritz crackers that are little round ones that, you know, everyone kind of sees them and they, they remember that they're that type of crackers. You know, I go for the organic crackers that are kind of <laughs> shaped a little little off so you're, you don't see it and immediately think, oh, that's a that's a modern thing. Hmm. That, that's my personal uh, thoughts on that. Okay, so that's cool. Um, and a little personal, personal favorite of mine is... Um, I'll get up. I get up really early in the mornings when we're camping. And, you mm. know, I'll start up the fire, and I I dice my bacon up like really tiny. Mm. And if anyone comes over and asks if it's bacon, I tell them it's squirrel. <laughs> and I just I refuse to acknowledge that it, it's bacon, and I just I keep it in character, but then I just refuse to actually admit whether or not it's bacon, which means more bacon for me. And anyone who's truly adventurous gets to. Eat squirrel. You know, gets to, yeah, eat breakfast with me. <laughs> you know, we had a packet of, um, here in the UK, we had a packet of um, Walker's Crisp that had squirrel in it. So, I can imagine, can you imagine squirrel being relatively quite tasty? I don't know. Um, I, I don't If you've ever eaten squirrel. eat it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd go out of my way to like try squirrel, but if yeah. I was if I was somewhere and like someone offered it to me and I didn't want to offend him, I'd I'd probably eat it when I wouldn't have a problem. I have no <laughs> idea if it tastes good or not. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so yeah, go, going back to um, the John um, the error kind of thing, um, I noticed an, uh, another thing in LARPs is uh, boss fights. How does that system work? Um, in terms of armor, in terms of choosing a boss, how does that work? Um, we we kind of like to, uh, you know, as as the as the GM, as the people running the event, mm-hmm. um, we kind of try and scale it to depending who's going through. Like uh, we have we have one party, and they're actual they're actual reenactors, and they all have like full plate armor. Okay. And you know, so if if we had our our bosses fighting them, we'd have a much much stronger maybe we'd have them be able to revive once or twice we'd you know their little like lower minions that die in two hits would probably be constantly respawning Hmm. but um but but say it was a group of you know a parent and his two kids and then his two kids friends and then we had like a new guy who just has the basic short sword and no armor at all going through Hmm. then we we tone it down quite a bit uh for them but uh, yeah, luckily um, our group we've gotten to the point where we're no longer oh that guy's really strong and powerful even though he's just in clothes we actually have we have enough armor that we can we can kind of deck that person out in hmm. you know full plate armor so he actually gets the the buff where it takes you know twenty two to thirty hits to take him down. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so in terms of, of, of casting those actors, um, because it's a, 
See, when, when I when I th think think of the word boss, I instantly think of this big, massive fuck off dude. But um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention there's a lot of cursing on my on my podcast. Um, no, no problem. Yeah. Because I I, uh, I also yeah I also forgot to 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 say during my research I saw there was kids as well, my bad. Um, really I should have briefed you that that's notes for future reference. Um, because like I said you're my second ever guest so uh, guest pitching worn bad language. So. <laughs> So shit, I forgot my my point. What was I saying? Oh yeah, um, um, boss casting. Yeah, um, what I think of boss, I instantly think of this massive fuck off dude. Um, but that's um, but it doesn't have to necessarily be like that. But is there a specific? Um, how how is the casting in terms of um, actors for being a boss? We we usually give um like our. Our, our game's like a level-up system, so the more games you play, the, the stronger you're going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and if you if you volunteer to NPC, you will get you get a little more experience than if you were just playing the game. Or you can volunteer to play half the day NPC for half the day. So we, mm -hmm. have, we have a good rotation of people that just kind of volunteer to kind of be the guinea pigs, the little faceless goblin soldiers that get hacked down, or usually the, the bigger guys who... Um, Usually it's the event staff that gets to play the the bigger boss because you know they're they're fun to play. It's fun to be a forty hit ogre that you know can one shot kill characters. <laughs> so usually they they kind of get first dibs on the good on the good bosses. But yeah, so we do all volunteers for um our our kind of bad guy um, characters. That sounds good. Cool. Um. So obviously after they die. Um. I would imagine there's a lot of teabagging and there's a lot of looting. How does the looting system work? Did you hear the question? Eric? Yep. Uh, okay, I'm here. Uh, testing, test. You know what? And you're actually louder this time as well. So that's uh, that's so much better. Um and it's slightly easier on me as well. Um, okay, let's let's reset here. Um, basically, what happened is Skype kind of went. Well, I don't know what the fuck happened, but uh, we lost. Uh, we lost. Um, I I actually called you by your real name. Apologies for that. Um, actually, oh, it's no trips. Problem. Yeah, um, we lost trips for some unknown reason, but he's back now. Um, so let's get back to. Um, what were we talking about? Ah, looting, teabagging. Yes. Um, so after the boss dies, there's a lot of teabagging and there's a lot of looting. So how does the looting system work? Uh, well, for our system, you, you need kind of permission to like actually physically touch someone. So oh, yeah, I to, did see that. If you wanted to role play like actually carrying someone or something like that, you'd ask you kind of ask them for permission first. If it's someone you didn't know, obviously, if it's someone you're you know, close friends with, you wouldn't, you wouldn't worry about that. But for looting, you just kind of walk up and you say loot and, uh, anything they have, they give, they give out. Um, personally, I, I'm a, I'm like a, a really shady character when I play. Mm -hmm. Um, so anytime someone like dies or gets hurt and they're on the ground, I'll like run over and I'll, I'll tell everyone to like clear the way I'm, I'm a healer. I'll, I'll check them. I'll see if there's anything I can do. <laughs> and then I just kind of like, 
kneel down next to him, I say loot, I get all of his coins. <laughs> and then I say, well, there's nothing I can do, it's beyond my skill, and I walk away. Nice. Very nice. Um, so, uh, um, how does that work in terms of uh, long-term kind of thing? Do you get to keep that loot? And how long do you get to, so no, the question is, how long do you get to keep that loot for? Um, generally to the end of the game, we have a tracking system. So uh, you kind of hand in your uh, your any coins you have for money, any uh, you know when I was talking about professions, uh, oh, how yeah. you need to repair things. Uh, part of the things you need to repair things is items. So you need you need ore to repair armor. You need you know magic plants to make potions, things like that. So that that's another thing. But you hand those in at the end, and then uh, you can either get experience for handing them in, or you get money for handing them in. Okay, that's interesting. That's cool. Um, so, um, so let's talk a bit about in general. Um, how did you get started in LARPing? Um, well, once upon a time, I watched the movie Role Models, which <laughs> is is a pretty good movie. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, they they kind of beat up on LARPers, but we're we're a little bit of a silly group, so I I think we can we can take a few jabs. Um, anyway, and it was, we, we were pretty split between me and all my friends was half of us thought that was like the dumbest thing ever. And the other half, like we loved it and we thought it'd be awesome. Hmm. And then, uh, then it was, it was years later and I was looking up some cosplay stuff and I just kind of randomly stumbled upon a make your own armor for LARP video. I was like, Oh, well this is cool. Hmm. And then I decided, well, I'm just going to do a Google search for search for anything in my area. And I found out there was one up in Sheboygan, and me and my girlfriend went to go check it out. And uh, when I first went, I was I was like terrified that it was all going to be like, you know, uber nerds that just had never seen the light of day, things like that. And nice. then uh, and then I got there, and you know, it was, it was a pretty good group of people. So you stayed how and uh, sorry, how long ago was this? Uh, it was maybe two years ago, I think. And you've stayed since. Yes. That's awesome. It has been my, like, all-consuming hobby. Like, I absolutely love it. That's cool. Oh, you got your kid in the background. I was, I thought it was like a chair or something. Oh, that, that actually is my chair. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> awesome. Um, so in terms of, 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 of LARPing, um, the medieval thing, is, is that the only thing that you do? Or do you uh, do, you do other... Um, LARP role, um, role plays because I can imagine that can be um, um, the real uh, the uh, the real life thing can be actually extended into other ideas rather than just um, medi- medi- medieval. I know there's a, a steampunk one. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, LARP is like like saying LARP is like saying I play video games. Yeah, I can like, imagine. Like that. I LARP, but but my system is like. Grand Theft Auto, hmm. you know, so someone saying they just play video games doesn't mean they're necessarily playing the same game. So yeah, there's, there's tons of different genres. There's, there's, um, you know, there's steampunk, there's wild west, there's space, there's zombie, there's like milsim games. Um, there's more historically accurate games. Nice. Um, there's even, there's like zero combat games that are just literally only role play. There's, uh, if you've ever heard of those, um, those like parties where like someone in this room's a murderer type party and everyone oh, yeah. has a little card like that's actually LARPing. So, nice. 
So um, there could be a lot of listeners that have been LARPing for years and never actually realized it. Yeah, we uh, we take like like a really bad rap. Like it, it's pretty weird where we'll stumble into a into an internet forum where people are debating different sized cooling fans for their PC, mm. and then LARPing will come up and be like, "Wow, those guys are uber nerds!" Like, fuck those guys. <laughs> and it's just like, like really? Like, do you guys know what you were just arguing about ten minutes ago? Um, You've got to love yeah, the internet even... for that. Because um, um, yeah. this is something um, that I mentioned um, on the um, the Aspie Sheep Brigade bl- uh, blog that I run. Um, people hear the word, uh, hear words like bronies, uh, aspies. Um, what's that? Uh, are they called beasties? What are they called? Uh, furries. Furries. Yeah, those kind of groups. And the in- and. Um, you know, the internet instantly think that they're horse fuckers or this kind of crazy shit, but they're so, I mean, like you said, those kind of, those groups of people um, don't actually, they're not like one trick-minded. There's, there's so many different levels of those groups of people, and I would imagine that's, that's the same with LARPers as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's it's really weird because there are so many people that that do do LARPing, but they just become so offending if offended if you ever referred to them as LARPing because you know it's just I don't want to be classified as and I kind of understand that because it, it you get such a bad rap yeah um you know and people kind of I I, I don't really understand it but <laughs> it's the internet yeah yeah so do you bump into um trolls often I imagine you bump into trolls as often as those groups, the furries and the bronies? Um, not really. We had, we had like three guys, um, that were kind of, they, they kind of stumbled upon one of our event pages once and Uh they started just like blatantly asking about, you know, they wanted to do all kinds of weird drugs there. And we were like, no. And then we just, we just kicked them out of the group and that, that was pretty much it. And I mean, we have, you know, we have, we have a lot of ex-military guys that play. We have, um, we have retired police officers that play. We have paramedics that play with us. So I, I think any group that kind of showed up to kind of hassle us in real life would show up and be like, well, there's there's a good amount of kind of scary looking dudes over there. So we're going to walk away we're quietly. That. <laughs> That's awesome. Is there anything else? Is there anything else? I can't remember. Um... Oh yeah, so like, um, uh, let's talk a little about your a little bit about your girlfriend. Um, you mentioned she uh, she cosplays, um, and you make the the costumes and the weapons for her. Um, what would you what would your advice be for? Okay, uh, what would your advice be for anyone who um, who is who is like me, who who is a performing artist? who is struggling with anxiety or anything like that, um, just getting out of the house, um, what would you advise for those uh, for noobs who struggle with that kind of stuff? Um, it, it's it's going to sound really bad, but just kind of just go out and do it. Um, because, I mean, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to get rejected and you're just going to end up back at your house, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm really kind of upset with myself that it took me a good, you know, I was interested in it for, like, three years, and I just never went out and did it yeah. until, you know, two years ago. Um, 
but but yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can relate to that. I mean, there's there's certain there's certain elements of braveness of leaving the house in the first place in cosplay. Um, although I would imagine you, you you'd get dressed at the at the venue. Yeah, I usually um, I do a little bit of both. Uh, like obviously it's, I don't want to put on like a, a suit of armor and get in my car and, uh, <laughs> and drive. That sounds but, fucking uh, awesome though. It, it is, but there, there's mobility issues where you can't, <laughs> you can't turn your neck so well, things like that. Um, I actually have a buddy who, uh, he's, he's one of the reenactors and he, he competed quite heavily in their, um, you know, their, their kind of U S sword fighting division. And he would go jogging like five miles a day. In his uh, in his full suit of armor, so that's awesome. That's the kind of thing that I did um, in Method. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that actually, because I was gonna I was gonna mention this in earlier episodes, but I forgot. Where uh, midway through my training as an actor, um, um, I had the chance of playing the, the lead character from uh, the Crucible. And I was, oh my gosh, oh, hold on, there's, there's a feature on my, oh, shit, it's gone. Um, there's a fe- There's also a feature on my show called um, the NFL, but the N stands for noob. And um, recently, um, um, basically I'm a game away from taking the Oakland Raiders to the fucking playoffs. So I'm quite pleased with that, but um, um, there's only one guy in, in, the, in, um, in the league that's kicking my ass and he's a dom... Uh, He's a Denver Broncos, so the plan is is to buy some people uh, before we 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 um, we play them tomorrow. Um, and um, I just got a, a notification saying that um, uh, an audi- an auction uh, for one of the free agents we were trying to get is finishing, and um, I was too slow um, to click that. But I'll look at that in a bit oh. anyway. Uh, do you follow football? Uh, not, not really. I don't have cable, um, and I'm not, I'm not a big TV guy. So I, 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 I watch my Walking Dead. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big esports nerd because I love StarCraft. But other than that, I don't, I don't really follow oh, that's cool. anything. Yeah, I love, I love playing. Like I'm very competitive. So yeah, uh, like I, I, I pick, I do, I do pick up games and stuff like that. But it's not something I've ever enjoyed watching on television and kind of, you know, just sitting and. That sounds good. That sounds good. Um, in terms of esports, do you do you follow it? Do you play it? Particularly in StarCraft. StarCraft seems interesting to me, but it's um, but I struggle with fucking War Commander on Facebook. So I would imagine that yeah. uh, that's a huge fucking learning curve. Uh, yeah, I, I follow uh, StarCraft pretty well. Um, I actually follow it a lot more than I play it nowadays. Mm. Um. But I got to the point in StarCraft where I was top 20% of players, like active players. Oh, okay. And um, just with two kids, it's, it's hard to sit down and play a 30-minute you know, game or I can imagine. multiple 30-minute well, how... games like that. How old are your kids, if you don't mind me asking? I have a two-year-old and a nine-month-old. Oh, uh, yeah, it's the early times. I, um, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember those days very, very badly. Um, no, I actually can't remember why. Yeah, but no, I can relate as as a parent. I can certainly relate to that. So that's cool. Oh, ba 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 ba. Oh yeah, cosplay. 
Um, so I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you go. But in terms of um, someone like me who's interested um, in in lock, locking um, and cosplay, are there any links um, um, you'd be um, you'd like to share with us? Um, Google Google is your friend. Uh, For sure. Honestly, I, I get I get so many people, and it's just there's no there's no universal kind of group like certain areas use certain things so you just kind of want to hit everything you want to hit um us we have craigslist um meetup.com i i really have no idea what you guys would use in the uk but um just google you know larp um the city you live in you know give that a shot Mm. give you know larp um and then like maybe the the three biggest cities like closest to you Mm. that are within you know, driving distance because a lot of events they'll they'll happen maybe four hours away. But mm-hmm. you know, to to drive or travel four hours, and then to be there playing for you know a good sixteen hours, it, yeah. it's definitely worth it in my opinion. Oh yeah, sure. It sounds it sounds a lot of fun um, um, trips. So, um, um, do you uh, where can people find out more about you and your work and the stuff that you do, you do? Um, I do a lot of my, uh, excuse me, I post all my tutorials to YouTube, and I actually, I actually lost my account for, for YouTube, so I'm going to be starting up a new one. Oh, what? How come? Yeah, uh, my whole computer got power supply issue, and I, I thought it was a virus, so I ended up completely oh. reformatting everything, and uh, just swapped out a lot of the internals, so I, I lost all my saved documents, and Shit. I had my username and password and all that and all my videos so uh they're they're still up online but i'm gonna start submitting new ones and hopefully redo some of my older tutorials okay um do you still want to post a link to that so people can um can see it and then obviously um they can follow you on on social networks so you can let people know um when you get a new uh, channel up yeah let me just link my uh youtube real quick that's me. Oh right, you've sent you've sent the link to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what? Uh, and and the the link I'm gonna actually submit or the the place I'm gonna go tell you to check out on Facebook is um Plasti Dip Artists. It's a Facebook group. They're super supportive. Um, lots of great tutorials. People post their work all the time for inspiration, things like that. It kind of gives you the standards to to sit up to even even mediocre work that gets posted there. Um, you know, people will tell you, Hey, you should, you should try and do this or you should work on this next time. But it's, it's usually no one ever gets slammed for posting, mm. you know, kind of crap quality because everyone's first projects suck. Like it's of just, course. it's just what it is. Like, I wish I had a poster of my first couple things I made. Um, but yeah, I just never snapped a picture of them, but yeah, they were, they were God awful, <laughs> you know, very shortly after I was making much better things. So it's not anything to be discouraged about oh yeah for sure upwards and onwards uh so um sorry what um um so the link that you um the group that you mentioned i'll post it um in the in the show notes as well um so just give us um the name of that group again it's plastidip artist on facebook okay so i um yeah so yeah i'll post a link to that after the show um captain tips it has been a pleasure oh what the fuck is what what oh there you go uh mr tips it's been a, a pleasure um 
having you on the show. I, I actually would like to have you back um, for to talk about esports as well. So um, I shall save um, the information that we have shared in terms of communicating, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll get you back on the show soon. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. You know what? I'm just going to go straight into the second interview uh, via the um, via the, the the device that I'm using, which is the laptop. So I apologize for the drop in sound quality here. Um, the second uh, guest on the show shall be. Um, it's funny. I actually was uh, I was actually listening to obviously the the interview and what I was saying and all that good stuff. And I could say Penefany like off the top of my top off the top of my head, and I didn't need to think about it. But um, yeah, Penefany is um, she runs a blog, and um, basically about BDMSM, uh, about kink, and um, as you as you guys knew, I, I needed someone to talk about uh, Fifty Shades, uh, the impact that it has. Um, uh, on vanillas and just uh, just people in general um, and um, comparing um, the characters I say characters um, you'll find out why in a second um, the characters um, from the book and from other books to like an Aspie like myself now um, halfway through the, the, the interview there is a light spoiler um in terms of 50 shades it's not it's not a ridiculously huge trait uh, um, spoiler but it's worth bearing that in mind um if you haven't seen the book if you haven't if you haven't seen the book if you haven't read the book or if you haven't seen the film anyway this is penephathy penephany persephone 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 all right <laughs> the greek goddess she was married to hades you see that that also pisses me off because I should really I should really be able to pronounce this because Antigone is one of my favorite plays ever. Ah. Yeah. Um. You know what? That's a fucking brilliant intro for me to do. So I'm just gonna we're just gonna head straight into this. So um, what I'm gonna um, so from that Greek god thing, um, listeners, this is pro. Oh fucking me. Go on. <laughs> Persephone. 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 Persephone is a um, a blogger um, all the way in um, Baltimore. Yeah. How is Baltimore in terms of a um, a thriving BDSM um, uh, community? It it has a very large community. We we often pair with uh, DC because DC is only uh, an hour away, so we kind of um, commingle. So we have a really thriving BDSM community, very large. I would say it's. Um, not as big as New York or San Francisco, but but very nice and very diverse. It's probably bigger than Manchester's. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is um, a lot of the uh, the kink scenes in the UK they seem quite big, but a lot of the um, a lot of the the um, the big cities are literally the, the size of like one small American town. So, oh, to me that's yeah. kind of crazy. Okay, so um, before we we um, we get into the meat and two veg, giggity um, of the conversation, um, let's talk about uh, let's let's get the um, bread and butter um, questions out of the way. How did you get started um, blogging? 
particularly I about this, write, uh, this subject? <laughs> I write a lot about a lot of different things. Um, as my name might imply, I have a, a passion for mythology. Uh, I often say that I do uh, fan fiction of mythology, but I started writing when my kids were younger, and then um, it sort of turned into this thing about my kids, which just wasn't what I wanted to write, mm -hmm. and so I stopped blogging that way, and then uh, when I was in the scene, I just felt like there were a lot of questions that, were, that needed to be answered. There weren't a lot of really good resources to find, so I thought, I can do this, um, and that's how it happened. So I decided to go ahead and start blogging. And I, I actually blog with my scene partner, who I do a lot of uh, play scenes with. He helps me write um, some of the more nuts and bolts posts. I'm intrigued. Um, can you indulge us a little more in terms of... Oh, just a quick question. Um, you non-monogamous? I am non-monogamous, yes. High five, me too. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, would you like to indulge? Uh, if would you like to um, explain a little more um, what you do in the scene? Um, in well, yeah, no, go on, talk. Well, I think everybody in the scene sort of has their elevator speech about what they are. Like you know, I'm a polyamorous um, top who subs for select people. I like. This sort of play we all we all sort of had this elevator sort of speech yeah um and so i'm I, i'm no different i am um a bisexual uh polyamorous dom um mm -hmm. i do sub again for select people uh my scene partner is somebody that i sub for but normally i will i will i will top both males and females um and i like impact play above above anything else um i like it when when guys get down and, and lick my leather boots and and beg for more that sort of thing so um and i have a cordis a corset uh, fetish or kink i should say so um those are things that, that that i sort of do in the scene but for my scene partner he is a um he's a rigger so he does a lot of rope uh, we do a lot of suspensions together we were just in dc down at uh, dark odyssey a couple weekends ago and did another nice really nice suspension um, and we got a picture of it, so hopefully that'll go up with the blog soon. Excellent, excellent. Um, and um, as always, um, her um, Persephone's. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Yes. God, that was overexcited. Persephone's um, um, details will be in the uh, in the show description afterwards. Um, so you're very familiar. Um, you know your way around a bedroom, a living room, and basically lots of leather and, and rope. So what is your understanding, um, particularly of the sex scenes um, of Fifty Shades? Well, I think that you kind of have to take Fifty Shades back to the to its beginnings. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to. <laughs> it was Twilight fan fiction, and I love fan fiction. I love people that write it. I yeah. Love the, the creative uh, forces behind it, mm. uh, but you have to admit that there's good and there's bad. This was just one of the bad ones. <laughs> it was based on Twilight, and um, Twilight. That's alarm not, bells instantly for me. Yeah, because Edward and Bella's relationship was very creepy. It was always <laughs> creepy to me. Um, so that was that was the first thing. It's that sort of dominant male who's just like in her bedroom watching her sleep, and the female with no sexual experience sort of being inundated into a life that she doesn't know. It's the same sort of thing. So now we've changed the names. It's, it's, uh, it's Bella and, I'm sorry, it's uh, Anastasia and Christian. 
and the writing is the same, which is not very good. <laughs> I think if you're going to write erotica, you should be able to write words like vagina or penis or some other some these words, which apparently she can't she can't do. I actually um, can't remember the um um the sex scenes in terms of uh, this, uh, the the description of uh, the genitals. I really can't remember. Um, there was one called like Love Cave, I think, and. <laughs> goddess our inner goddess she talks about her inner goddess yeah she talks about her inner goddess a lot but i thought that was just like a um um an alter ego kind of thing that lives within her that's the way i understood it from the book i i can't i can't speak to okay (laughs) yeah yeah speak to that specifically um but there has been a lot of talk about the fact that apparently she just can't actually talk about or can't say you know words i mean these are words that i talk she can't say the word cunt I guess not. Um, <laughs> you know, I write a lot of erotica as well, and I'm like, I, these words are hot. I mean, if you put them in, yeah. they're hot. Now, you know, when you go, again, you go back to Twilight, and the person that wrote Twilight, she is a Mormon, and her books kind of reflected her her, her morality. Uh-huh. Um, so there wasn't a lot of sex, and it, it was very sort of emotional and long, smoldering looks. Mm. But uh, Erica James, who wrote <laughs> Fifty Shades, has quite other sensibilities, but she didn't seem to be able to... I don't know, to, 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 to make it sound hot. Okay. I, I'm in the minority, apparently, according to everybody else in the world, so I don't know. No, you're um, you're an experienced kinker. I, I would say you're in a high majority of people that haven't read that book. Um, so, yeah, let's go, let's go back to... I'm glad you mentioned Twilight, because um, um, now we, can, we have... The three of us, we can compare the three of us. We can compare Christian. Uh, we can compare, oh, I've forgotten a little the dickhead's name, Edward. Edward. And uh, we can compare someone like me, uh, someone who is an Aspie. Um, in fact, you can, you, can, you can almost, if not, no, actually, I would I would say we're a bit more hard. No, actually, you know what? I can't, I'm not going to talk for all of my listeners. Um <laughs> I, I like to think that I'm talking to quite a group of people, uh, yeah. some of them being non-monogamous, some of, some of them being performing artists, uh, some of them being um, Aspies, the whole, you know, um, um, nine yards, as it were. So I'm not going to talk for all of you guys because you niggas can talk for yourselves. But um, from my perspective, um, if I'm engaging in a partner, I, I, I would like to consider myself the very caring um dom but um every once in a while i can switch and i would like to give her the power um but on the flip side of that um i also would wouldn't mind being a god um you know being worshipped and stuff so well yeah i mean i think that the problem is is that people that are reading this book aren't equipped with the vocabulary to talk about it. Yeah. So for those of us in the scene, we know that this is a, a total power exchange mm. uh, arrangement. It's not a good one. And if, if we were uh, friends with somebody like Anastasia, who's in the scene, mm. we would probably intervene. But assuming that everything was on the up and up, this is a, this is a total power exchange um, arrangement. And they're not uncommon but they do require special care and feeding and a lot of oversight because it's very easy to go from um, I'm allowing you this control to I'm just taking it without your consent because you get into a routine. Mm. Um, 
And Erica does not make that very clear. And that's where a lot of uh, my, that's where my first issues sort of come out because you and I have this vocabulary. We, we know to talk about safe, sane, and consensual. We know to talk about rack, and we know to talk about aftercare, blah, 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 negotiations. Mm. Um, Erica who, James, who has never been in, in this scene, doesn't know any of the vocabulary, and the, the readers themselves aren't getting even. It's it's funny, actually. Um, after, um, after this, I'll send you a link um, to my friend. Um, two weeks in a row, I've, I've mentioned her. I swear to God, I don't fancy her. Um, <laughs> well, not anymore, anyway. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, one of my uh, my uh, my former colleagues has a YouTube channel, and uh, I don't believe she's um, she's in the kink community. I don't believe she's in the kink scene, but she's very good at understanding the um, the art of film, and she could and she could have and she spotted it from a fucking mile off that this woman does not know what she's talking about and w- w- the worst thing is is that she um the the people behind it as well um have have sh- have filmed it and shot it from uh, a coming of age story um where the, uh, where there's so much more to it i mean apparently there's this, uh, the worst um scene in the film is just her being tied up and um, um, in the in, in the uh, review, she says, you know, who the fuck hasn't been tied up? You have to be the most organic vanilla the world has yeah. ever seen if you've never been tied up during sex. Exactly. I know. I, I absolutely totally agree. I, I think that she's playing into this sort of untapped... Um, sexual repression that that i can't speak for the uk but certainly america oh it's here it's here don't you worry about that that's another thing i um i'll tell you about in a second (laughs) and i and i want to you know when i see people read this book and i want to sit them down and say one there's better erotica on the internet let me go show you where it's at Mm. and two if you're interested i can show you you don't have you know you don't go from zero to six you don't go from being tied up to pegging a guy you know in in a play party Mm. i mean you start you can gently work your way into it and so I think there's a lot of fear and repression and whatnot and I and I feel for these people but this is not the way to get it absolutely <laughs> agree absolutely agree um uh, listeners a quick uh, spoiler if you want to um cover your ears for a second um but I mean you you hit the nail on the head um, when saying um not from 60 um because in the book, Anastasia is actually a virgin, and yes. um, Christian actually deflowers her. So her experience from—I don't—I haven't read all of, um, the the rest of the books, but her experiences of sex are either going to go two ways. They're either going to go from one extreme, or they're just going to get—they're just going to be completely fucking shut out. And um, I fear that anyone who's reading the book from start to finish who loves the book may think you know it, uh, that kink has to be one of those things that you grow into and you know either you can you know you can go from an extreme or completely just completely fuck it off right I mean I, I this is one of the issues that I have and that um, I have a I have a 16 year old daughter and we we have we have very frank talks about sex and one of the things I tell her is this, this is something that you have an interest in do not do it when you're a virgin because mm. you have no uh, control group. It's like a laboratory. You have no control group. We don't know what you want because you've never had it before. Had it before. Mm. Um, 
So I encourage her to have, uh, when it comes time for her to be sexually active, I say, I encourage you to have regular sex with somebody you love first. Mm-hmm. And then if you're still interested, those are things that you can do um, later on. But um, that's that, that's another thing. I, the, the whole virgin thing is very upsetting to me. But mm-hmm. again, that goes back to the fact that it was Twilight Fiction and Bella was a, uh, a virgin up until the time. Edward Flowers her, I think, in the fourth book, if I remember correctly. It could be the third. I don't. Um, yeah. So she was following the she was this was part of her her fan fiction outline sort of thing, but it and and the first time that he um, lays a hand on her non sexually as far as spanking her he does it without any negotiation he does it without saying what he's going to do mm. and and everybody's oh look that's BDSM no that's <laughs> abuse <laughs> and I would have smacked the, shit out of the crap out of him you mm. know so um, it, yeah it's just oh, the Anastasia Anastasia was written like Bella was supposed to be written, which was a very sort of plain character that the, wo- the women who was reading the story could transpose themselves onto. Mm. I do feel... What, go ahead. That's what they're trying to do. I do feel that um, in terms of uh, in terms of other erotic books, I mean, I, um, I'm very eager to, uh, to read... Um, oh, I've suddenly forgotten her name. This is a thing that I do often. Forget <laughs> her name. Uh, no, she's a porn star and she's written, she's written a book. Um, a non, uh, an actual fiction book, not non-fiction. Sasha Gray. Sasha Gray. Is that okay. her? I, that's the that's the porn star's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have got it right. Then. Yeah, she's uh, she's written a book, and I'm actually really intrigued about uh, reading uh, reading that. Um, and I would imagine it, I would enjoy that better than Fifty Shades because this is a woman who. You know who has done the research physically, right. Um, right. but unfortunately, if you go online and if you read reviews, people don't like. Well, it's a Marmite book, and I'm wondering. Oh, do you know what Marmite is? I know what Marmite is, but I don't know the expression of uh, the Marmite book. That's a new expression for me. Well, basically, um, either you love it or you hate it. It's a it's a very uh, mixed reviewed book. Um, so yeah, my my worry with people um in the scene who suggest books better um than 50 shades is um is these people go to read it they expect something like 50 shades and it's not that much like well obviously there's comparisons but it's a lot more realistic and people don't get it and people don't understand it and they end up hating it um well, I think two things. One is is that um, I'm not implying that that you have to be part of the scene to write a good erotic book. I, mm-hmm. There's lots of lots of writers um, who don't who, who don't participate and, and write very well. In fact, I was uh, again back to Dark Odyssey. I had an author in the room when we were doing um, male submission, and he'll tell you straight up. He's like, "I'm a virgin, but I like to watch, and I write I write erotica." So you don't have necessarily have to be part of the scene to write good, mm-hmm. to write well, <laughs> to write well, um, and Second point is, is that uh, Sasha Gray's book is called The Juliet. That's uh, it. Juliet yep. Yeah. Um, and then the last point, which now has just left my head. I'm sorry. sorry. That's all right. Um, oh, so the third point was, is that um, we're not, for those of us in the kink um, society who are, com- are complaining about it, um, it's not that we want to be realistic. We know that realistic kink is very boring. It's a matter of finding a partner, negotiating, doing the scene, aftercare, talking. There's lots of talking, lots of communicating. But there has to be that. 
Yeah, and it, it, and that sort of some of those things can be not very sexy, and and there's some things that the things that can happen in the scene that are not very sexy because people have bodies and things happen, right? Mm. Um, but what we're saying is that you can get a much more realistic portrayal. It can still be hot and not be abuse, and you will still like it. Um, it doesn't have to be the way that we you know conduct ourselves on a Saturday evening at a party, but it needs to be better than this. It has to be better <laughs> than this. Awesome. Okay, uh, we're running out of time, so I want to um, okay. quickly go back to uh, two points. Uh, and the first point is the the comparison in terms of the three of us, um, myself, Christian, and Edward. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way how to phrase this. So yeah, no, there, there'll be uh, some things that I I would cons- uh, because I'm an Aspie, I would try I would consider romantic, but it may creep the fuck out of my par- uh, my partner or my play partner. Do you? And you mentioned um, and um, off air you mentioned that you have um, friends friends or family that ha- who have who are also Aspergers uh, people. Yeah. My son has Asperger's, but he's um, he's 13, so I can't speak in, in any sort of... In <laughs> terms of uh, relationship uh, but and stuff. Speak away, I can't speak in the way that he that he relates to people. Yeah. And, and um, it's very... I mean, he doesn't really get social cues. Mm. Uh, and so you can use that as an excuse for Christian in the, in, in the novel if they're saying that he has Asperger's. Social cues can be an issue. Um, but even so, Asperger's, which is on the spectrum... Um, they still not know not to lay hands on people without, you know, this is something you learn in childhood, whether you're Asperger's or not. I don't think that's an excuse for the way that he react, that he interacts with Anastasia. Okay, that's interesting. Um, okay, let's let's um, let's put a lid on the Aspie thing um, by saying, do you have any advice for um, kingsters who are Aspies? Um, in terms of, okay, no, let, let me let me rephrase the question. So, um, they've they've seen Fifty Shades, God forbid, or they've read Fifty Shades, God forbid, and they're curious about the scene. They're curious about engaging a partner, but they're single. Do you have any advice for um, for people um, looking to uh, for Aspies looking to engage in that kind of fun, but without being creepy? Uh, yeah, and, uh, it, and it's very easy. Uh, what you do is you do what you do with, with you when you have anything else that you need to disclose to your partner. You you talk about it. You say mm. um, that's what the scene is. You know, it's fifty percent talking. You tell them, hey, I've asked workers, so if something I say comes off creepy, just let me know. Mm. Um, it's like it's like an STD. I don't want to compare Asperger's to an STD, but it's the same sort of thing. Um, Never heard that fun. one before. <laughs> but be upfront about what what it is that you want. It's just like anything else. If, you know, if I approach a play partner and the first thing they say to me is you can't touch above the shoulders, that's a disclosure that I need to know, mm. right? It, you treat it as something that, that your partner needs to know, and um, and they will help and and they will make allowances. There's nobody that's going to turn you away. There's nobody that's going to make you feel bad about it. They're going to be um, happy that you're honest, and they'll adjust their expectations accordingly. 90, 90% of the people, there's always going to be jackasses in the scene, um, but you know, 90% of the people will, will be very awesome about it. Excellent. So that's a little on that. Let's go back to uh, non-monogamy, and um, this is something I'd added, um, uh, uh, listeners, and maybe afterwards I'll, um, or before... Um, uh, this interview, I'll give you a bit of a backstory. 
but something came up on my Facebook this evening and it pissed me off immensely. Basically, um, I was born in London, but I spent a long, a lot of period of my life in a working class town and their understanding of things other than um, nine to five and 2.4 children um, is completely alien to them. So I saw this poster um, um, about um, slut shaming. Now I'm not going to I'm not going to go into details um, for security reasons, obviously. Um, but um, there was a, um, there was slut shaming and there was people laughing at it, and I just lost my shit. I posted. Um, I you know what I'll do? I'll post I'll post the exact quote from the Facebook in the show notes um, if you want to have a read. Uh, and listen to some more Aspie Rage because we all love Aspie Rage. Um, <laughs> do you feel? Uh, I mean, what's the? Um, what is your community like in terms of um, non-monogamy, poly, uh, polyamorous? How understanding are they where where you are? Um, it's actually so common in our scene that you you have to say if you're monogamous. Because everybody will assume that you're non-monogamous. So you'll see on FetLife um, profiles, and by the way, you can find me on FetLife. I'm Miss Pomegranate, MS. Um, you'll see on FetLife profiles. I am monogamous. <laughs> I am monogamous. Just to let you know, I only play with her. I only play with so and so. I actually have a girlfriend who I love very much, but she's asexual. Mm. So um, I have a scene partner that I do other things with, and um, you know, we go out to do things like. Um, dark odyssey events or play events at the play space or whatnot so mm-hmm. but yeah it's very very common in, in dc and maryland okay that's cool um again it's it's i think it's to do with the size of both our countries um yeah you know because uh, your small towns are, are the size of our <laughs> central towns so right to me it's 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 crazy um, you know what? I'm gonna have you on for another fi- uh, another five minutes talking. Well, um, well, I'll try squeezing it as much as I can. Um, okay, I, I'll give you five more minutes. No problem. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, no. Um, let's let's um, let's uh, switch tables a little. Um, so yeah, no. I feel that in this country, um, there's still a hell of a lot of slut shaming that goes on, and it and it's it's something that. I've been made to feel ashamed, ashamed of for such a long period here. Um, I remember um, one of the first relationships that I had, um, maybe this is half an Aspie thing and half me not realising, but I am non-monogamous. Um, you know, I, I, I would be loyal to her for a while and then I'd get bored and then I'd, you know, play the field. Um, when I was When I was a teenager, I would consider that as you know, just being a lad and stuff. And I think there's, in this country in particular, there's still, I still feel that non-monogamous is very much a part of lad culture. Um, I don't know what it's like in the States, um, if you guys have like a similar problem. Um, you know, I think that if a guy, it depends. You know, if a guy cheats, he's you know he's seen as sort of a of a player or a dog yeah. or whatever. But certainly, um, you know, a woman is seen as, as a slut. Mm. But um, you know, if you're non-monogamous, those sort of things are just like, eh. You know, what are you what are you going to do? Um, 
I don't. I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. I. I, I don't think that anybody that's in the non uh, in the polyamory sort of lifestyle yearns for any sort of greater acceptance. They acceptance. They just sort of want to do what they do and then, you know, leave, yeah. be left alone. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe it's the way that I phrase that. Basically, what I'm what I'm trying to say is outside of the scene, outside of kink, outside of you know what we consider normal uh people right. from the outside looking in see that and they think whore or um if yeah. it's a man it's like hey he's cool can yeah. you see what i'm getting at there's a there's a definite swing of emotions um in terms of of sexes i think that you get that less here um in the region that we call the mid-atlantic um, mm-hmm. You know, again, we're only an hour from D.C. where the senators step out with their mistresses or, or the Republicans with their with their gay lovers or whatnot. Um, so it's just sort of a been there, uh, you know, been there, seen it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, however, I'm, I was originally born in, in Kentucky, and that's a whole different that's a whole different uh, culture. Mm. I would certainly not talk about my non monogamous lifestyle. Um, there and it, because that's the sort of words that will come out that you know she's a whore, she's a slut, yeah, and, you know that sort of thing. Um, that was kind of my I point. Can't speak to guys, I, I don't, I'm not there, but I certainly think that it's more more accepted for sure. Um, in um, in the scene, you mean? Um, I think it's more accepted as a whole. I think that with guys cheat, they sort of get the, or if they're seen as cheating. Mm. Which is what a lot of people think non-monogamy is. Mm. Um, if they're they're seeing cheating, they get the nudge, nudge, wink, wink, sort of, you know, sort of thing. Mm. Um, and girls sort of get, oh, you're such a slut, you know. Yeah. Um, but Dan Savage actually did a really great video on Big Think called "Why Monogamy Is Ridiculous," and I think he sort of lays it down um, for those that are trying monogamy and those that aren't. Um, and so, you know, if you are if you're faithful 45 49 years out of 50 you've done really good at monogamy you know so uh, um it's just a matter of, we got to sort of reframe the whole conversation about monogamy and how people how people approach it absolutely and that um that lies a lot in terms of uh, the educational system i would imagine how we how we teach the next generation how to engage one another in terms of relationships and sex rather than just right. have it like you know, like I said, um, in a working class town, thinking nine to five, two point four children is the only way forward. I've I've said this I've said this multiple times. There's more than one way to to skin a cat. It's just teaching people to do so. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I my daughter my daughter is gay and my mother is gay, so I think that I sort of had a head start in all of that. And yeah. Kind of. Um, I don't want to say nothing shocks me, but I kind of really am very accepting about, about yeah, everything. Me um, it can be harder for those people who are stuck out in, you know, God forsaken Nebraska trying to figure out what it is about relationships that's not working for them. Yeah. You know, I feel really bad. I see people stuck in marriages for 20 years. They're very miserable. Mm. Um, and they can't, because they that expectation that you just mentioned, yeah. they were expected to go to, you know, go to college, go have, go have, get married and go have kids and have a job the rest of their life. They're like, oh. I hate my life. Yeah. That's so sad. It is very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Ookie dookie. Hey. Um, oh, by the way, that um, 
um, will um, the thing that you talked about, will you send that to me so I can link that in the show? God, there's going to be so many show notes this week. But will you will you do, will you do that for me? Absolutely, the Dan Savage uh, video. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Right. Is there anything that you would like to promote? Um, just you can come to my blog, Persephone'sBedroom.com. Um, we do a lot of really basic uh, posts on uh, on the scene, and we talk a lot about uh, toys and that sort of thing. So you know, stop by. Oh wow, nice, nice and short. Oh, um, are you on any social uh, media? Can people find you on there? Absolutely, you can find me on Facebook uh, backslash Persephone's Bedroom, or uh, on Twitter at Persephone's Bed. Nice, Persephone. It has been super, super fun talking to you. Um, as always, with with all of the people that I talk to. Um, the reason why this podcast exists is to improve my social skills. Um, so if anything of similar nature comes up um, in terms of kink or in terms of like slut shame, in fact, I might have like a slut shaming episode all next week. So you, you may be called back uh, okay. next week, but it is an absolute pleasure talking to you and I hope to see you soon. All right. Uh, you too. Thank you so much. No problem. So thank you very much to Persephone. Persephone, 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 Persephone. It's not hard, Evan. It fucking, oh, it's my Aspie brain. Aspie brain. I'm going to, that's, that's definitely Aspie, that is. So, at a very professional give or take, hour and a half i'm gonna call um i'm gonna bring a close to this week's episode um just quickly before i go today has been a shit day um i was meant to go to the doctors um i was meant to um go to the doctors and get myself uh, and get that big old referral uh for mental health um help and i fucked up i overslept again it's the curse of the 16 to 12 hours um, I actually, I try to not eat before a certain time and that still, it still fucks me up. And it's 10 to 1 in the morning, I'm fucking yawning, brilliant. So I'm very frustrated at the moment. In fact, I was very depressed early on. Um, I don't know if you saw the tweets about, um, spending, um, three, four hours just sat in front of my computer just not wanting to move, not wanting to eat. I'm probably going to have to force myself to eat again after this. Um, yeah, I'm generally annoyed with myself. I, I, I would use the term pissed off. So unfortunately, I'm going to I'm gonna try to be nice and uh, bid you adieu. Um, but I'm not happy, guys. Um, so, but hopefully next week um, that mood will improve. Next week, I'm really, really tempted to do that sh- uh, the slut shaming thing. It, re- I really am. I, I think I've, there's a film coming out in the states, and I don't, I've forgotten what it's called. Um, there's a number of issues um, that's come to my attention, which I want to talk about on the next on next week's show. It, next week's show might be slut shaming. Next week's show might be slut shaming. Um, I'll see if there's other things I can squeeze in as well. I actually bumped into a friend uh, who works 
uh, for a television company. Um, and I'm quite interested to have him on the show. Um, and if I'm still hyper um, focused on it, we will get someone else to talk about cosplay. Because that's, uh, yeah, obviously I was talking about that at the beginning of the show. As always, thank you guys for listening. It means the fucking world to me. Um, I'll see you, I'll see you, um, I'll see you guys soon. Cheers. Bye.